This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City! Till I Die TV, your first choice for 
everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right there. Um, how the devil are we all? It's another week over. And by the end, and it's May. We're in May already. Can you believe what has happened to January, February, March and April? Seems five minutes ago I was having turkey and stuffing. But um, yeah, the end of the month, it'll all be over. We'll know if the, if the quadruple's still on for Liverpool, who's going to win the Battle of North London, but most importantly, who has won the Europa Conference League? <laughs> uh, that's that's the one that's the only one that is that is the most important one this is Leicester Till I Die TV catch us on YouTube on Leicester Till I Die TV and if you are on the YouTube please do as it says there subscribe uh, give, a, um, give the video a like and set notifications we would be more than grateful and if you are listening on your favourite podcast platform whatever that may be I can't list them all because I've, every, every time I go on and search i find a new one but thank you for listening if you are listening to the podcast here is where you can watch and listen to it. watch us on youtube listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die subscribe like follow and join in now broadcasting live worldwide And let's welcome my Monday night buddy, Louise. Good evening. How the devil are you? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Yes, um, a bit mixed up about um, the Spurs result because I kind of really wasn't bothered. Um, I'm more excited about, oh, say, I don't know if it's nervous excitement about Thursday night when we uh, we, we travelled to Rome. Yeah, I think by judging by what happened. Uh, yesterday, we're quite clearly putting all the eggs in the conference basket. Um, yes. Whether that pays off, time will tell. Um, I think he's got to go for it, though, hasn't he? I don't think if... I mean, I looked at that side, to be honest with you, and we'll come on to the Leicester game, obviously, later in detail, but I just kind of agreed with what a lot of people were saying. It was a free hit, because we very rarely beat Spurs anyway these days. Um, and when I saw the side that he'd put out, I was quite happy with that. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if you're a Norwich or a Watford or a Leeds, you'd be looking at that side and be thinking, well, yeah, that could be our first team. Yeah. It's really difficult because I think, again, the fans are very split on whether it was the right thing to do and the mm. lack of performance. Because yeah. results happen. You know, we we support a team that aren't going to win every week. We know that. But we expect a certain level of performance and I'm not sure that was there. And then Rogers. Yeah came out and pretty much said the same thing yeah you know we, we started really well but it kind of the wheels fell off uh, towards the end and that yeah. kind of middle of the half indeed indeed well i said we'll come on to that um as we were with most of the topics but just to have a quick chat about each one norwich relegated <laughs> not the biggest surprise <laughs> in the world no, i think that that's pretty much been kind of known since a one yeah, <laughs> yeah, and again, you know, you you talk about it. They, they've come up with have they put the right amount of effort in? Have they done what everything they possibly could have done to stay in this division? And you have to say probably not. No, but that's obviously what they they've planned for. That that is what they they have planned for and they've spent for. 
So they've got got what they deserved. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally yeah. agree. Uh, hi, Static. Thanks for popping in, TM. Can't stop tonight. Just wanted to say hello, hello. And uh, you're right. You're only popping in, so I won't do the uh, the, the Tottenham Daily. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a week off. Uh, I I go uh, and people sort of say to me like, "Oh God, you hate Watford and you hate Norwich and what?" I have no feelings towards either of them, uh, and I and I don't dislike the fans at all. I mean, the Norwich fans. I've got to be honest with you, they never reply to your messages or <laughs> or, or they let you down a lot. But generally yeah. speaking, nothing against the Norwich fans. And I just wish the clubs were run better for both. Because if you're a fan of Watford and Norwich, when you come up, you're thinking, well, how long until we're relegated? Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? But it's, it's like what you said before. You can overstretch yourself financially and then be in trouble and that's not what these teams want quite clearly and you can't blame them for that no. you have to you have to stay within your budget but as i said before it's using that budget to the best of its ability mm. to get to stay just stay in the division i'm not expecting him to be in the top half of the bottom half no, either no just, no there's got to be to a happy medium somewhere yeah yeah Sheffield exactly. united managed it Leeds yeah. managed it, you know, and I'm not saying they're going to be sort of long stays because you never know what's around the corner. Leeds could go back down this season. Sheffield yeah. United only managed to. But as a Watford fan, and you sat in 12 and the owners come along and sack the manager, uh, like not even a third of the way into the season, you sat in 12 and now look where they are. And, and, and you know, they've got a manager who could not, I was watching the game because we were playing Burnley and I was watching it with Dan on the watch along. And to be honest with you, I haven't seen a manager less interested in watching a game of his, excuse <clears throat> me, the team he manages. I don't think I've seen it before. One, he just sat there, Roy Hodgson. I mean, I know he's 70 odd, but if you may, maybe instead of the football seat that you get in one of those recliners that helps you get up as you, <laughs> you get out, because he just sat there, no emotion, nothing. When when, uh, when the goals were scored, uh, you know against Watford, and I'm thinking Watford fans and Norwich fans deserve more. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure because obviously I didn't watch the game, but I'm guessing no. he didn't make substitutions after those goals have gone in either to try and get back into the game. You know where they are, draws are not good enough, and losses no. obviously aren't. You need to no. be winning games if you're going to stand yes. any chance. And I don't think Watford have got. A particularly great chance I mean no. with Leeds and getting drawn into it yeah there's a mathematical chance but they've got to win games and you, I just don't see them doing it no just don't no. see them winning games and no, that no. Like I can say it, it, it's it's what they use and I just think sometimes like you know we've, we've got Fulham we've got Bournemouth coming back up it'll be interesting well probably we've definitely got Fulham coming back up possibly Bournemouth that's how it sits at the moment you know Bournemouth we hope, I hope, would give it a bit of a go. They have done in the past, obviously. Uh, Fulham, it will be interesting because obviously last time they did come up, they came back down again. But then you've got the likes of Luton, you know, and, and even Nottingham Forest, these clubs that could may possibly come in and give it a go and they're being kept out of that or not given the chance of doing that because you've got teams like Norwich and Watford that seem to be basing the whole club philosophy on come up, get the money, go down, get the money, come up, get the money, go down, get the money. Yeah, and like I say, it's really hard to criticise it because 
it's it's a model that's obviously keeping their clubs afloat. And I'm not going to tell someone how to run a football club because no, no. I have no idea how to run a football club because I've obviously never had the chance to do that and no. wouldn't know where to start if I did. So I don't I don't want to criticise them owners too much. But like you say, what's the point of winning the championship if you're not going to try to stay in the Premier League? You know what I mean? Exactly. That's the thing for me. And like yes. you say, as a Norwich fan, okay, you're dead excited you're going to be in the Premier League. But you know yeah. it's going to be for one season. You know you're going to go down because you're not spending money. And it's not just about spending money. You no. can get a good enough squad to stay in the yeah. Premier League without spending yeah. tons of money. Brentford have done it. Leeds did yeah. it. They didn't, as far as I know, spend too much no. money. No. It's about so it getting that squad that will yeah. keep you up, that will just keep you up, and then you obviously get more money than you can just, you know, slowly build on it. You know, then we're not. We know there's never going to be another team that just manages to avoid relegation and then and win the Premier League the next season. That that really was a one-off when we did it. But like you say, just just get you know, there's got to be somewhere you can sort of, I say, not sacking your manager when you're in in twelfth position. I think it's one of them. But yeah, uh, I think they've done that for a few seasons, though, haven't they? Just change hmm. managers halfway through the season and. Again, it worked for them for a certain amount of time, but eventually that's going to catch up on you. And it isn't just that. You're having to pay managers off. So any money that you get in your club is going on your managers instead of your team. And again, eventually that's going to bite you in the ass and that's what it's doing. And I don't have any sympathy for it. If you couldn't see that coming, then you should be running a football club. Exactly, exactly. Um, The other news I'm just looking at here is um, Kirshner hopes to take over Derby this week. I mean... I know. I will laugh at Derby, and I've said this before. I will laugh at Derby for um, getting relegated because that's that's all about football. You know, if you get promoted, you get relegated, or you you sort of mix about in the middle. What I don't wouldn't want, even for Derby, I wouldn't want to see them go out of business. I mean, you know, no. as a club, we've been there ourselves. Thankfully, we weren't, you know, it happened before we got, in fact, I think when we went bust, the second, uh, the, when we went bust and came straight back up, that's when they introduced the points deduction. Yeah, um, we were the last ones to go into administration and not get a points yes, deduction. Yes, So, you know, I, I, I'm pleased if it goes forward, I'm pleased because I would, and, I'm, and the other good news I've seen this week is that Berry are coming back. Um, they, oh, they, they, they yeah, they bought the club out, the fans have bought the club out, a bit like the German, you know, the German um, um, what do they call it? Well, the way the Germans do it, anyway. Model, that's it. The German model, fifty-one uh, percent fan-owned, and they've set up a a Berry Football Club Council Committee or something that will, and, and that owns fifty-one percent, which is the fans, and then investors own forty-nine percent. And they're talking to the Football League about coming back in. I don't know what level that will be. I'm guessing they are still going to have to start further down. But I wish Berry all the luck. Again, because it was unfair how that happened, and Bolton were allowed to to, to stay, you know, be bought out and what have yeah. you. But hey, it's politics. It all, yeah, it all gets a bit fuzzy because at the end of the day, the guy that brought them bought them for a pound. So it wasn't like there wasn't loads of people wanting to buy Berry. So there's something going on there, even at that level, that said, yes. you know what? No, you're not a viable option to buy because yeah. if they had been it would have gone for more than a pound the first time. Yes. And there was a lot of people like blaming the owner that ended up taking him away. And I'm like, but he paid a pound. If he hadn't paid that pound, you would have gone earlier. Yes. yes. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. no one would have brought you. No, no, so, that's true. That is very, very true. Uh, and Terry, just quickly, and Rene, hi, Rene, how the devil are you? Welcome along. 
Uh, Terry says, hi, Chris and Louise. So did you hear Rogers actually criticising Vardy and Cags? Uh, unreal, really. I didn't hear it, but I've heard about it. I don't know if you saw it at all. I didn't mm. see it. No, I I kind of, it was my birthday weekend and I was kind of. Oh, was it? Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, happy birthday. You kept, you kept that so. quiet. <laughs> Mind you, I do now as well. But, um... Yeah, I'm getting to that age where it's not, that, it's not as quick as it used to be. But No, um, no, yeah, no not so as bad as me. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually not really kept up with it this yeah. week. Obviously, I knew the result, but. Yeah. Game wasn't on anywhere. I, I think didn't it's watch it. probably a shock because I think that's the first time I've ever heard. If it has, you know, I said I didn't see. It, I don't know what was said, but if he was criticising the players, that was the first time he's actually ever come out and done it publicly. Yeah. Um, maybe that again is maybe a bit of a shock tactic along. I mean, you know, I was look. Well, we'll come on to Leicester later, but very very quickly, maybe it was a shock tactic that he hasn't done. You know, he hasn't done it before. A bit like the. We need a clear out because when you look at our squad, I don't think there's many players I'd actually get rid of, you know, past the obvious ones. But you know, that's it. But let's have a look and go through the games. Renny says, "Happy birthday, Louise." Thank you. Um, so let's have a look and go through them. So um, the first one, which probably was never in doubt, but Newcastle did make a good fist of it. Newcastle won, Liverpool nil. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was expected, wasn't it? But Newcastle, I mean, they're above us now. I mean, you know, they're in ninth position. Um, and they've only just obviously, you know, not long been taken over. So fair play to Newcastle for, for where they are and, and how they're getting there. But, uh, yeah, you, you could just see this one coming, couldn't you? You could, but Newcastle were unlucky. Apparently, they should, again, I've not seen it, but. Apparently, no. they should have had a penalty. Mm. So, you know, a bit unlucky, but it's a free hit against Liverpool, isn't it? Yes. You know, it's not a game they need to win. They're safe by a long way now. Yeah. Like, where they've come from in this season alone has been amazing. Wherever they finish is a result for them, considering yeah. where they were. Everyone wrote them off, and rightfully so, for where they were, how they were playing. You couldn't see them ever getting out of it under Bruce. So, you have no. to give the ownership and the new manager, obviously, Eddie Howe, credit for it because he's, you know, he's using the same players. I know they've spent a bit of money, but squad is pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, and well, the board trip here and he's not playing anyway. So, you know, no. with injury. So, I mean, looking on the last four games, and I never know when, when you do a looking at the form, how far back you go. Do you go four, six, 10, 12? Yeah. I thought I'll go four because that's the most recent and, um, the most sort of up-to-date, if you like. And just based on the last four games, Newcastle in sixth place on the form table. So, again, credit to them at what, and what Eddie Howe has done there. Yeah, since he, he took over, I mean, obviously, as I've said before, the whole feeling around Newcastle was different. As soon as they got rid of Ashley, the fans kind of got straight back on side um, with the new ownership. They were saying all the right things, you know, yeah. yes, we've got ambition, no, we don't want this, we want this, we want to help the area of Newcastle. Everything yes. they were saying was exactly right. And it just got the Newcastle fans straight back on side, and that's what they needed to do, because under Ashley, obviously, they weren't there. Um, mm. When I say they weren't there, it, they sold out their home games every other week. So yeah. I guess yeah. they were there, but <laughs> obviously yeah. not happy with what was going on. No, um, no. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Eddie Howe, obviously, getting a new manager, 
the new signings they have made, even though Trippier's not playing, I'm sure, you know, he does make a difference in the dressing room. Oh, God, yes. It's, it's that winning mentality, hasn't, isn't it, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, welcome along, sir. Hope you are well. Uh, I'll see you at nine o'clock, as they say. Uh, wear a white rose so I know who you are. And Rennie, uh, happy birthday to your mum for the 14th. Um, <laughs> we'll do requests soon. <laughs> what do you want me to sing? What shall I sing for her? Uh, Terry, I've seen you comment. I've started it. I'll come back to that when, uh, when, we, when we touch on the Leicester game. Um, so the next game along here was uh, Aston Villa 2, Norwich 0. And yeah. I was surprised at this because... No, I mean we did we talked about Norwich before, obviously, but I actually got Norwich down to to, to get something on this one. Uh, but Villa, they did what they had to do. You know, Villa. I don't know whether they're coming or going. One week they'll win, one week they'll lose. But it did obviously resign Norwich to um, the second tier again, as I've put there, um, which I said we, we've touched on. And I suppose, you know, with, with Villa, it was Dean Smith coming back to Villa and getting relegated. It all had a bit of mixed, mixed emotions there because obviously he's still, still light. Like you say, not a lot else we can say about Norwich other than what has been said. But but what about Aston Villa? I mean, they've I got Villa Gerard just, in. I think they're just where they, where they should be. I don't think mm. they're doing brilliantly. I don't think they're doing badly. I think they're probably about where they should be. Um. This game obviously was very close. I mean, they scored the second goal in the 93rd minute. So, yes. I don't know. Obviously, again, I didn't watch the game, but it doesn't no. sound like they were, you know, totally in control of the game. No. Um, or maybe they were and just didn't score. Who knows? But, yeah, the it's results, exactly. this end of the season, it's all about results, isn't it? And it is. Oh, that is it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, forget the forget the performance. Um it is all about, like you say, it is all about the, the, the result. I mean, Aston Villa, the 13th, mid-table, 40 points, they're safe. Yeah. Um, and I suppose, you know, you, you with, with Gerard, you've got to kind of say, you know, this was his first season as a manager in the, in the Premier League. Yes, he knows it, and yes, he's managing Scotland, but it is a completely different kettle of fish. We know that. And... Yeah. He, you know, look at Martin O'Neill when he came in. He had a mixed first season at Leicester. It wasn't, yeah. you know, sunlight all the way. You know, <laughs> remember there were protests against him, and he, he'll never forget that. <laughs> he always reminds people every time he's interviewed. So, yeah, I think, and and again, they've got the owners that seem to be saying the right things, and I've, I've heard them on sort of the radio a few times, and I, I just think next season could be the season when we do see you know, what Aston Villa are made of. Yeah, I mean, Gerard's a born winner, as we've said before, so he's not going to want anything less than the best. Can he get that at Villa? You know, are they going to be able to push up there? Who knows? Mm. But I feel like... I feel like... he 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 is part of why they've done well. It's because he's going to demand the best from them, and he has been the best. Mm. So he, they can't. He's not asking them to be anything that he hasn't done himself. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that has different meaning to someone who has never done it before trying to tell you what you should do. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, totally agree. Look up to him. 
and yeah. that's that can only help. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's not a good manager or he's not doing the right things as a manager because obviously he is, or they'd be a lot further down the league. But yes, just having that gravitas has got to help. It's got to help getting through to people what you want is the right thing. Trust me, because yeah. you know I've done it. And also, I think um, it's the it's the name because I mean. Again, and I, I'm I am getting a little bit worried about Leicester actually. Uh, come the close season, on sort of what we've got, what sort of money we've got to spend, because we know our owners have had a, 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 had a a very bad few years with, with COVID and what have you. So probably won't yeah. have the money to spend, and yet you've got clubs like Newcastle, Villa, that have, you know, in Villa have still got the, a lot of the Grealish money to spend. Um, so it will be interesting to see how that happens. But I think it would be a case a bit like if, if Gerard does well. I don't think they can forget the foundations that Dean Smith put in place. Well, no, it's like when we won the league, the Pearson Foundations, you know, yes, Manieri yeah. did take a lot of pressure off the players and you know, yeah. managed them at that time, but the squad was really put together by Pearson. Yes, yes. So yes. it's this, it's the same sort of thing. And every... Um, success has, like say, the foundations, the previous foundations have mm. to be good, or at least yeah. it makes it a lot easier if you're coming on to good foundations, which Villa, you know, Gerard was at Villa. I don't think yeah. he would have took the job if he wasn't. He's got no connections to Villa, so he took that job because he thought he could do a good job there, and there was that foundation, mm. um, obviously being in the Premier League. Uh, and I think it's sensible as well, because obviously it's always going to be linked with the Liverpool job, isn't he? And and, yeah. and Klopp's obviously just signed a, an extension. But it's good, you know, you, you've seen these young managers, and I think Gerard realised whatever's going to happen, he, he's not ready for Liverpool yet. Rooney's made the same decision um, with, with Everton that, you know, that he wasn't the right time for him for the job. So it's nice yeah. to see people actually thinking about these things rather, with their yeah. heads rather than their hearts sometimes. I mean, You've also got to think that, you know, Gerard hasn't been offered the Liverpool job. If he was actually physically offered it, he would find it a lot harder to then say no. Yes. Um, but they're obviously very happy with Klopp and for good reason. So yes. that should give him chance to, you know, learn his trade because he's still learning. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think of people like Klopp and Guardiola, they've been in the game for decades uh, as mm. managers. Yes. And there is a huge difference to being a manager to being a player. Like, as a player, you only have to think about yourself. Mm. As a manager, you've got to think about the whole lot, you know, yes. travel. Yeah. Everything has got to come into consideration, so. It is. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. Um, and then in the next game we've got is Southampton Palace. I mean, that could have gone either way. I mean, I just don't get Palace. I mean, Palace, they had a good start to the season. And then they faded away, which is how they always seem to do it. Um, I mean, you know, Southampton, they're in 13th place in, in the form table. Um, two losses, a win and a draw. Um, but, the, you know, they've slid, or oh, I say doubt slid right down, but they're 15th now. At one point, I thought they might have been an outsider for Europe. Yeah. And again, that's, like you say, is always the thing with Southampton. They mm. can't seem to bring a, a natural season together. Like you say, it's either, it's usually the front half is much better than the back half, yeah. and that's something that I don't understand why. Like I don't, I don't get it either. Because no, no. you play in the same teams, yes, obviously you might have more away games on the back half, but it shouldn't be a dip like it it has been this time round. Um, but again, small squad, not spending much money. Now mm. always selling the best players. 
Yeah. And I think yeah. that's why you have to give credit to Huthenhau because his best players are being sold. Mm. Uh, well, that's the Southampton way, isn't it? When yeah. you look at the players they've sold, yeah. they could have just kept hold half of them. Yes. Think about where yeah. they would have been. Like, yes. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, that's that's down to their own academy. You know, that's mm. work they're doing. But they just can't retain any of the players. And, you know, again, I can't fault it because that, that could be what keeps the club afloat. Yeah, because it is, you know, they're not always the right end of the Premier League, so the money yeah. isn't coming from that. I think the worry with Southampton is that one season they're not going to have that good start, and mm. like this season, if they didn't have the good start, they'd be in the relegation battle right now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's always the worry, isn't it? And yes. it only takes that start being bad the first say six games, and then it's like, well, when are we going to get a win? Then mm. you know, losing becomes the habit rather than winning. And that could quite easily happen to a team like Southampton. But oh, it, it, it can. And Palace, very similar. Patrick Vieira, almost exactly what you were saying about uh, Gerard. to be honest with you. You know, it's his first season as a manager in the Premier League. And you can, like we said with Gerard, you, you know, you can be manager elsewhere or, or the fantastic player. It does take a lot, as you said, to manage, manage a club. And... Yeah. Um, he, he, you know, he, it's his first season. Um, I, I don't think overall he, 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 he'd probably get a B for his first season, wouldn't he? Yeah, because again, he's not just took the team high up the division. They're playing a different style of football under Vieira's the word to Hodgson. Yeah, the fans are happier with what's going on on the field. They're yeah. attacking more. They're scoring more goals. Um, and what I do like about them is then they never give up. You know, they scored in the nine second minute at the weekend. So they're not giving up even if it's one all, if it's if the one nil down, two nil down, they're still playing. Yes. Um, yeah. In the way that they would do if they were three nil up. Yes, yeah. And I think as I say, I think next season I think, you know, that you can only see improvement. Uh and overall it's a great thing for the Premier League because in you know, last se- well, the last two seasons really it's been the big six clubs, as Sky would call them, and Leicester. And mm. now you have got these other clubs that could potentially sort of uh, move things on. And talking about moving things on from where they've been, um, Burnley, I mean, it's not going to be the great escape that Leicester was. And as you know, I do get on with uh, with Burn- Dan Dan, the Burnley fan. But uh, I hope you're in bed and tuk tuk, Dan. He was very tired earlier. Um I mean, this was one they had to win. Um, this was one that they did, and they came back. And that's the first time under the new manager that they'd gone behind. Um, I mean, the, the fourth is it fourth from bottom they are now? Let's just have a look. No, yeah. fifth, fifth from bottom. Yeah, these have gone in between, haven't they? Gone in yes, between, yeah. Been. I mean, <sighs> whether you would then say give him the job permanently, I don't know. Um, you know, we've we've seen that with Craig Shakespeare, didn't we? Had a great effect when he came in, and it didn't last that long. But you know. I think that's a decision to be made in the summer, though, isn't it? You've just got to concentrate on the season, get it finished, hope that you're still in the Premier League, yes, and then take it from there. Because if you're not in the Premier League, then maybe you give it him and just say, yes. actually, you yeah. know what? Let's try and get us back up there. And if, if that's what you, you know, let's back you. Yeah. Try and get us back up. If you can't, then we'll let you go, and we'll get someone else the season after. 
can they can probably afford a season back in the in the championship or two. So, mm. I, I, I mean, I just... stay up, then it's like, well, no, we can't trust you in the Premier League because you've got no experience. Yes, yes, but there is. Um... I mean, I lived in Burnley for 20 odd years, so I do have an affiliation to Burnley. And I, I you know, if they do stay up, I, I'll be happy. I mean, but you know, he's taken them over, they've not lost in four games. Uh, you know, you would not have seen this under um, uh, Dyche. And as good a manager as Dyche was, and we were all sat here from all clubs going, they sacked Dyche, but sometimes mm. a play a manager has been there, well, the longest manager he was in the in the Premier League. And yeah. sometimes you just need a change, don't you? And the, this word I'm hearing bantered about, both by the fans of Burnley and on the radio, is freedom. But the players haven't come out and sort of said anything about Dyche, but they have been coming out saying, we've got the freedom to do what we want now. And that can be a big difference. It can, but it can also backfire because freedom can mean lack of shape. It can mean, you know, disorganisation. <laughs> so yes. as much as yeah, freedom is a good thing, it's got to be controlled freedom. It's still got to yes. have your shape and all the rest of it. You've still got to know yeah. what you're doing as a team. You've still got to be able to defend. Um, so, yeah, I, I get that. But at the same time, it, to me, sacking Dyche was always a risk. It was. Because what you get from Dyche is you know you're going to be pretty solid defensively. You're not going to give silly goals away on the whole. You're going to be pretty solid. And when you're in a battle to stay up, Actually, is that not what you need? That was my thing. Like, why now? Yeah. Why second now? Why not wait till the summer when Everybody he's gone down stage up yeah. and you can reevaluate what you want to do? Yeah. And I think that was on everybody's minds. And again, I quoted this in a show because I did the watch along for this show with um, with, with Dan on, on Saturday, did the second half. And they said on the radio, Alan, Alan Pace, their, their, their owner, he is either the luckiest man in the world or he's a tactical genius. And only time will tell uh, yeah. with you know his decision to do that. It was a case of it. It took big balls to do that, like you say, at, at, eight, mm. at eight games or whatever it was to go till the end of the season. Um, so all credit to him. Like I say, it could be the, the decision of the season. I said earlier, yeah. didn't I? I watched this game with 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 uh, with Dan and did the watch along, and they kept sort of the camera kept flicking over to to Roy Hodgson, and mm. he, he just had the look of a man that really didn't want to be there, and he just didn't know what was going on. He had no answers, you know. When when Burnley scored, there was you know when Burnley scored, they were all up at the side of the bench cheering and hugging each other. He, he could have done with a standard stair lift to get Roy Hodgson out of his chair and up onto the pitch. It was just, it was just. Literally, I mean, if I if that was my manager, I would have been going mad because he was just sat there, nothing about getting up and geeing the team up and talking about any changes, anything like that. And again, you've got to question: was he the right manager, the right choice? I think Roy Hodgson is is a difficult one because. When you get him as your manager, you know what you're getting. He's not changed. And that's part of the problem. He's not changed. But the game has. The game has changed. Yes. He's not changed with it. And, again, people speak very highly of him. You know, and he, he has had yeah. success abroad and stuff. But, 
again, if you're wanting somebody to actually get you out of this mess that you found yourself in, your points away from from safety, is he the right choice? Probably not, because he's going to play the way that he plays. He's going to play the mm. defensive football. And yes, you need to be solid defensively. Like You need to have something there. Yeah, but to win games, you need to score. And where Watford are, they need to win games. Like draws and losses are not going to be good enough to get no. them out of the, of the position they're in. No. So they need to win games, and to do that, you've got to go forward. You've got to score. And like I say, obviously, I didn't watch it, but yeah, I just, I mean, lost the last five. Um, Norwich are only a point behind them. They've drawn and won two of the last five. Um, yeah. Twenty. I mean, they they are ten points behind. Everton in 18th, and Everton have got a game in hand. I mean, they're, they're mathematically not down, but they might as well be, might they? are as good as. Well, yeah, like I say, they lose probably at the weekend, then they probably are, aren't they? Mm, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's not the looking good for is. them. But, no, uh, but they've been know. down again. They're very much like Watford, uh, not Watford, Norwich rather, where they've been down for a long time. You know, the, yes. the yeah. change of manager didn't work didn't pay off you know had they kept the manager maybe the wood but we're never gonna know it's all but i just wonder what what would expect because with their history and you know they 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 tried ranieri who obviously (laughs) didn't keep fulham up so why they thought they could keep watford up i don't know and you just think you know it's not necessarily the manager it's the players they've, they've got in you know and if they take on a new manager, you know that even if even if they were to finish seventeenth this season, that that wouldn't be good good enough, and they would sack them. I mean, I know Roy Hodgson's only there temporary anyway, but they would sack the manager at the end of the season. I just don't know. Are they expecting a new manager to come in with the players they've got, not spend much money, and suddenly get them into Europe? I don't. I honestly don't know. No, no, we I don't. Mean, I mean, it's I, probably I a rhetorical question, that, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think results, results and performances matter. Because I think you, even if you were, if you had six months of greatness, and you won, mm. you know, enough games to get you say, I don't know, fifth, it's still going to change manager because that's what they do. It's not. Yeah. It's always like you say, we want better. Yeah. And I get it because that's that's what they've done and it did it was successful. They stayed in the Premier League. That's successful yeah. what but you can't keep doing it. It's like no. you just it's not gonna work eventually. You're gonna get the wrong manager because you you know, you're upping the chances of getting the wrong manager by having more managers. You're gonna Yeah. And as a player, why would you work hard for a manager that you know is not gonna be there? Exactly. Like why would you do that? Yeah. If you've got a yeah. manager that you know is gonna be there for you know, barring bad results, obviously, a good mm. amount of time, you build up a rapport with that manager. He knows what yeah. to expect from you. You know what to expect from him. He expects from you. Like that all kind of you learn about each other. You can't do that at Watford because there's not enough time. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Brad, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, hope you are well. Um, he's saying there, typical Chelsea gave Frank his last compensation payment with a vital three points. Um, um, don't, don't, let, let, I think it's Thursday, uh, Brad. He, he, he's doing his uh, podcast for a matter of opinion. Very interesting one this week. And that is, should women managers 
be uh, allowed to, or not being allowed to, but should they be able to manage um, sort of like Premier League clubs, if you like? Uh, so very good conver conversation there. Um, uh, and there's uh, myself, Dan, uh, Brad and... Um, Chloe all on there. So that, that could be an interesting conversation, actually. Yeah, that would um, be interesting. Yeah. Um, next game. Um, <laughs> Wolves-Nil, talking of Brad. Wolves-Nil, uh, Brighton 3. Oh, yeah. Again, Brighton, I mean, not so long ago, were bottom. They were literally bottom of the form table, below Norwich and below Watford. And they've turned it round. And you know I'm not Potter's biggest fan. I think he's a good manager. But I want to see him actually sort of win something uh, or, or, or get Brighton into Europe. But you've got to say he has turned it round. And Brighton have moved up now into uh, ninth place. They're above us. And in, and in the form table for the last four games, eighth. So Wolves, on the other hand... They aren't. They? They've lost three of the last four wolves. Down in seventeenth on the uh, on the on the form table, it's like they're almost like passing each other. <laughs> Ships yeah. that pass in the night. Yeah, and I think again with these two teams, middle table is what's expected. Anything mm. above that, you know, I think Wolves maybe have a bit more of ambition of Europe, probably than Brighton do. But even yeah. Wolves, I think. Are, know that they're going to find that hard to get into Europe. And then they've, they've obviously done it. But, yeah, I think it's just end-of-season game between these two. And I think Wolves' form is just end-of-season. We're not going down. We're not going to get in Europe. There's not really a lot to play for. No. I mean, but the thing was, Wolves, I mean, they're in eighth place. I mean, they're six points off Man United in sixth. I mean, we don't. As I was the other week, when I read all the options out, you know, Europe could go down to ninth at this rate. But I mean, let's presume yeah. it's in the top seven. So Europe isn't out of the window for Wolves. And I actually thought when they started off, I mean, this new manager, I thought Nuno was, you know, it was a strange that he left. I thought he was a good fit, but Nuno's come in and carried it on. Um, there's no reason they can't get into Europe, but. You know, they've lost one, lost, lost, lost the last five. It isn't the form that's going to get them there. No, that's it. They'd have to do a Brighton one then, have that change, that slip in form. And again, that may well happen. You know, it's yeah. only six points. And how many games have we got left? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's Not many, four or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. Six yeah. points isn't a lot. But it is when you've only got four games to get those six points. And Fair obviously enough. you're relying on people above you to lose. I see what you're um, saying. I do see what you're saying. The thing is, it is Man United and you don't know <laughs> what yeah, form they're going to be in, do they? To no. be honest, there's just been some weird results the last couple of weeks just all together, hasn't there? It's, it has all, it's, it's been a weird season all round. Yeah, yeah, it's why we're the Premier League so much, though, isn't it? Because it is, it is, and, it's, and I'm using that as an excuse as why I am so bad at the predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Two points, I think it was last week. Not a good week for me. Uh, David says, uh, "Where is the Thursday discussion? It will be on podcast and YouTube, but it isn't. It isn't like this. It, it is very much a podcast that is being ava made available on YouTube. If you go to Brad's." Um, uh, Twitter, which is at um, 
I'm, 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 to be honest with you, I've actually forgotten his, predict, uh, his Twitter. Um, and he won't be very happy with me on that, will he? Uh, it's at Brad underscore LTID90. So at Brad underscore LTID90. Or simply go on to YouTube. The, his channel is A Matter of Opinion. Click on there and you can listen to it on there. But it is, like I say, a voice um, a voice podcast, not a video cast. Uh, he's done some very good ones. Last week was interesting when he did the um, which teams got the most um, disillusional fans. <laughs> God, we had fun with that one, I'll tell you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, don't let me start it on that again. I'll be here all night. Um, Leeds, now Leeds. I didn't think Leeds were going to get drawn, to be honest with you, into a relegation battle. And in a way, I hope they stay up because I like Leeds. Um, they've been down where we've been. Um, and what I like about Leeds is, I mean, not the old Leeds, but the, the new Leeds, the, they've got... The fans aren't this, well, we're Leeds. We've done this and done that. We deserve to be in the Premier League. They've not been like that. For example, like Arsenal, Man United fans, you know, we we should be top four because of who we are. They're actually going, thank God we're back here. Let's make the most of it, you know. And they had a good season last season. Uh, but again, kind of, this one was always on the cards, wasn't it? Yeah, I think anyone playing Manchester City, Bar Liverpool are probably going to mm. lose. Um, yes. yes. They're just so good. And it's really difficult for Leeds because they are now in that battle and they haven't been for a big majority of the season. So Burnley are up for it because they've been in that problem area for so long. Everton yes. should be up for it for the same reasons. They're fighting for it and they have been for a while. Leeds mm. haven't they haven't been in that situation. They now are. They need to fight like hell now for the rest of the season, four or five games, however many they've got left, yeah. to make sure that they don't go down. Because I don't think it will be the disaster for Leeds that it, 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 in any stretch because the, the fan base they have is huge. Leeds yeah. will be fine. They're not going to go under or anything by going down, but they don't want to. <laughs> you know, they want to be in the Premier League. And they have a big fan base that probably deserves it, in all honesty, to be in the Premier League. You know, they're, yes. they've not been for a long time. They're very loyal. They're very passionate. They deserve as much as anyone, anyone else's fans to be in there. Um, and, yeah. I mean, Le- Leeds, they're currently 10th, believe it or not, in the um, uh, form list. Um, and Everton are ninth, as it happens. But they have, like you say, they have been dragged down, you know. And as you look at it now, Leeds, I mean, you know, only two points ahead of Everton, but Everton have got a game in hand on them. Um, they're the same points as Burnley, but the big difference for Leeds, and this goes back to, I suppose, one of the reasons why they no longer have Bielsa, their goal difference is minus 34. You know, I mean, Everton's is minus 20, which isn't good, but Burnley are minus 15. So, you know, Leeds and Burnley are looking at that. Yeah, they've, they've got the same number of points, but a 15, 18-point advantage on goal difference for Burnley, that's almost worth a point, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, are they all level on games as well now? No, um, Everton have played 33. They've got a game in hand. And I think it's us, isn't it? I think the game in hand is us. No, I think that was the other week when they played us because we played them on Saturday. So it's a yeah. normal, it's a normal game. Normal. Uh, 
Our midweek one last week, I think, was um, was, was game the game in hand. hand. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's so tight down there. It's impossible to say, and it has been for a long time. It's impossible to know what's going to happen with you know these results this week. Burnley obviously won. We'll come on to Everton obviously later, and Leeds lost. So it's w- literally by a weekend basis. You've just got to do. You've got to match whatever the other two do. Yeah, that's all Leeds and Burnley have got to do. Just match what Everton do, and hope they don't win that game in hand. Yeah, I'm just putting uh, the link, David, in the chat there. That's the link to Brad's uh, YouTube site, so that everybody can get on there and and link through to it. On I said, I think we record it tomorrow. And then you can edit all the swearing out. So it gives him a couple of days <laughs> to do that. And uh, it, it's weird because um, it, it's completely different doing it when there's no video. You know, everybody sort of, there's no sort of talking over because you don't know whether the other person's finished. Oh, it's, it's totally weird. But like I say, it, uh, it's fun. But the link's there. Subscribe to his YouTube account and uh, you'll see all the uh, 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 blog, or sorry, the podcasts when he does them. Um, Manchester City, on the other hand, there, Lou. I mean, that's going to go down to uh, to the last day almost, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Um, like I said, Liverpool arguably were a bit lucky this weekend to actually get the win at, um, against Newcastle, but Man City definitely weren't lucky against Leeds. They played obviously very well, scored four goals. Can't really it, argue with <laughs> like, it. You can't, no. And that, again, it, it's... All Manchester City have got to do is match what Liverpool do, like yeah. you just said before. Yeah, and that's it. You know, they've just got to just concentrate. All all five of those teams, all you've got to do is concentrate on winning. Yes. Yeah. Win. Now, just all to say, to oh, yeah, I've actually got, um, talking of uh, the title race, on the last day of the season, I'm doing a Soccer Sunday. Uh, which is very similar to the Soccer Saturday on Sky Sports. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And there's going to be myself. We're going to have three people in. Uh, Doug, that is looking at, uh, going to be, who's a Liverpool fan, will be covering the title race. Um, Dan, who's a Burnley fan, will probably be looking at the uh, relegation battle. And we've got, um, hopefully, Mike coming in, Man United fan, will be looking at that top six. So we'll be here sort of all that Sunday afternoon doing that. So hopefully that will, will work out. Um, yeah. Uh, it all in. yeah, no no problem at all, David, on that. Um, I'm glad you got it. Make sure you sub and, and follow him. Spencer, the relegation scrap is better than the title race. It is in a lot of ways, but at least Liverpool have made the title race interesting. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the thing. So the thing after... is you just don't expect Man City to lose. That's the only problem. Like it, yes, you yes. never back against Man City winning, do you? And if Ooh. they do, then... out of the two of them, I actually thought it might be Man City that might drop uh, a, a point. But since I thought that, they haven't apart from <laughs> in Liverpool. You know, because yeah, they did, they did have a few dodgy games sort of yeah, not I, long I, ago. I felt if Liverpool were going to win it. They needed to beat City. They needed yes. to get ahead. Yes, um, yes, and they obviously uh, couldn't quite but, do that. So, well, at least at least it's it's all on. Um, and talk about it being all on Everton. I mean, I was speaking to um, because we've got them. Um, is it next weekend? I think it's next weekend, isn't it? We've got Everton. Uh, yes, we've got Norwich midweek, and I was talking to um, 
an Everton fan, and he said um, that it was rocking. He said Goodison was absolutely rocking for this. Uh, Elton Wellsby, it was, who is going to be doing the preview show with me on the Friday. Uh, you're too young to remember who he is, Louise. <laughs> Probably a lot of the listeners are as well. But in my day, he was the equivalent to Jeff Stelling. So he was uh, ITV football anchor for both Granada and ITV as a whole. Big Everton fan, obviously knows his football stuff because he, you know, he, he, he's done yes. that job. And but he's a lovely, lovely guy, and he's a friend of the channel. He, he does a lot of the uh, Leicester Everton stuff when we play. I mean, he he's been very critical of Everton this season. He hasn't held back. Not going to lie, but you know, he said, no, "Yeah." No. And Everton are a different kettle of fish at home, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and they have been all season. You know, if they could mm. play at home every week, I think they'd be way further up the league than they are. But that yeah. you can't. That's not acceptable, is it? Yes, again, every team has a bit of a fall off away from home, mm. but you, it can't be that big. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't need your fa- your home crowd to get you to play as a professional no. footballer. No. Like, you shouldn't need that. Obviously, it helps, but you shouldn't need it. Um, I actually watched this game. I think Everton just had. Oh, your mother-in-law will be very happy, won't she? Yes, very. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, they they just seem to want it a bit more than Chelsea. And Chelsea mm. have had some bad results the last, like, three weeks. Their form is not good. Um, yeah. And the Chelsea fans that I know are now worried that they're not going to finish in the top four. And I'm like, no, I think you still will do that. Um they I might not finish in the third, though. That, that, that's what I've said. I yeah. mean, I think they'll be top four, definitely. It's basically the same thing, though, isn't it? Three and four mm. is basically yes. the same thing. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't see them falling out of that top four. But, yeah, they, they could fall from third quite easily. If, you know, they need to start picking up points again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the Tuchel lovers are turning a bit. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. You know, again... It's again really hard. Is the outside stuff affecting the team eventually? You know, we praised Chelsea that it wasn't. You know, when it, yeah. it was actually going on, we were praising Chelsea that no, the team's still winning, they're still playing really well. Maybe this is the side effects of that. Maybe now we are seeing yeah. the outside yeah. effects in the inside. And again, as professionals, it shouldn't happen, but it, it's got to have some sort of effect. Not knowing what's going on. With players, especially yeah. when they don't, you know, they're coming up out of contract, they don't know whether they're going to be able to get re-signed. I actually, I've worked for a company, um, funnily enough, in Berry. We talked about Berry earlier. I was working for a company that actually went out of business. Uh, the parent company folded, and the, the, therefore the part that I was working for in Berry um, was went, went with it. And we still carried on going into work, but we didn't know if we were going to get paid or what, yeah. you know, was happening. And then we got when we got taken over, we were taken over by um, a, a, a company that was five doors down the high street from us. But it, it, you go, customers come in, you do the jobs, you deal with it. But at the back yeah. of your mind, yeah, you, it, it is there. It is totally yeah. there. And I can understand if the players you know, are worried at Chelsea. But the interesting stat is with Everton, their win percentage we were just talking about, at home it's 47%, away it's 6%. That is a huge difference. Yeah, and I get it because 
like I say, most teams have a drop off away from home. Mm. None of us know why because you're playing the same players. Yes, it's pure psychological, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, Goodison has always been a bit that. For, I feel like Everton have always been better at home, not no. by that much, obviously. No, that's no. a crazy amount. I mean, forty-one percent better at home than they are away. That's crazy amount, yes. and that's yeah. that's bad. That is something that needs to be looked at, and that is what yeah. Frank needs to be looking at. Because yes. if they do stay up this season, that cannot happen again next season. No, no. Like, the Everton fans and that aren't going to accept it. Well, they don't like it now. They're not going to accept it for another season. Definitely, definitely. I mean, do you think with that? I mean, Everton, it's not just this season. They're not where they are because of one season. You know, no. they have had, uh, I mean, they've got the money behind them. Obviously, they've got, you know, an, a, a rich owner. And he has yeah. spent the money. But some would say not wisely. And, you know, it is a case of be careful what you wish for because, you know, we, we got Mandrich brought us out. You know, we kind of knew what we were getting because he'd, he'd been at Portsmouth and, he, he, you know, he, he, uh, Birchall knew, you know, Alan Birchall, the Birch knew him from America when he owned a, a club over there. So that was pretty much we knew he was there to save us and then sell us on and make money. You know, that that's what he does. And I'd, I had no problem with that because without him, we wouldn't be here now. But exactly. when he sold, when he sold to this Thai consortium from, from the Far East that nobody had ever heard of, you know, it was like, oh, what's going on? But they proved that a they've had the money, but and it looks like it with Newcastle as well. It's about spending it and investing it wisely, and I don't think. The Everton guy's done that. He's kind of just whoever, whatever the, the manager's asked for. He's kind of said, "Yeah, here's the money," you know. And I think again, it's difficult to say because you're on the inside with Leicester, aren't you? Rather than looking yes, from the course. outside, you're always yeah. and blue tinted glasses. But for me, that's not just been down to the owners. That's been down to the managers we've had as well, where mm. they have took it. Because I don't believe for a millisecond that if a manager genuinely, like Rogers genuinely wants a player, he's going to go to them and they're going to say, well, okay, we'll give you this amount towards it, but you're going to have to sell players or mm. we can do this or we can do that. They will talk about any player. Yeah. But with Leicester, it's like, well, we can't keep that person if you're going to. Yes. You know? yeah. And that's why maybe we should let Cags go for 80 million to Real Madrid if that's actually <laughs> yes, it's going to happen. Who because knows? that's a hell of a lot of money to buy players with. Now, exactly. he could buy three players for that at 20 each yeah. and get them better, you know, which yes. is what Leicester do, seem to be able to do, then... I mean, we, let's, the thing is, we've got away with it once with Maguire. We can't get away with it a second time, can we? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Again, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Because he's just so frustrating as a player because he'll have a game where he's absolutely immense and then he'll have an absolute stinker. There's no... Yeah. It's like he's not consistent... And again, that's what you need. And he's certainly not a best defender. That still is Johnny Evans. And that's mm. amazing to be able to say that. But yeah, do you know what and I mean? is probably pushing so, him as well. Well, yeah. I mean, he's obviously not been able to show much this season, has he, because of his injury. But, no. yeah, um, no. when you, again, um, the Roma game, he was he was immense. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, talking of Fafana, Evans, Soyuncu and Leicester City, ah. Uh, <laughs> Tottenham Oxford. I, I did 
I did a watch along for this. Uh, it was at least it was more exciting than the watch along I did for Aston Villa, which, like I say, how I, how I managed to talk for ninety minutes on my own on that one, I don't know. But at least with this one, um, it was quite interesting because we had an Arsenal fan in. <laughs> it was it was more it was actually it was quite funny because. I've got Ant in, and, and do again check out Ant's Leicester channel. It's called Ant's Leicester um, TV, and do check him out. He's a great lad. And beyond the 90, he helps out with that. That's another great Leicester channel. And Ant came on at the last minute, and I'd already um, asked um, uh, this guy to help me out because I was on my own. Myself and Ant were kind of like, if we lose this... So what? And it was almost like the Arsenal fan was getting more annoyed because we were losing yeah. because it was more than me and Antwerp. It was a it was a very much a surreal um, uh, uh, experience. And yes, of course, as a fan, you want to win every game. That goes without saying. But you looked at that squad, and I didn't think it was a bad squad. And I don't think we played that badly, to be honest with you. I mean, a couple of those goals, especially Son second. I'm sorry if you've got Pickford and. Uh, uh, Keller, uh, Casey Keller, show me ace there, and Schmeichel in goal. They would not have saved that song second goal. It was just, um, it would probably be, I would say, up for goal of the season. Um, oh, talk, talk, just, just tuning in, just as we speak, it's a Tottenham Hotspur fan. <laughs> Hello, Simon, how are you? Be kind to us, please. But no, when <laughs> you saw that, when you saw that team that was put out, you knew that. <laughs> where 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 uh, where Roger's main main thoughts are, and it was almost a bit like a free hit. Yeah, it's really difficult to call any Premier League game a free hit as such. But yes, it, it's all about the conference, and it, it it quite clearly is. You know, he came out, he wasn't happy after the game, called mm. players out for the first time, like you said in. Well, since he's been manager, since yeah. manager, he's never come out and done that before. So there's something's going on there that he's not happy with. Yeah. And he's come out and he's called out certain players. Is that the right thing to do? Only time will tell. Um, yeah, I mean, Terry says there, uh, and you mentioned this earlier and I said I'd bring it up, basically said Vardy might be a club legend, but he still has to perform now. Cags, uh, he said, when you lose the ball so easily, then you got no chance of winning anything. Actually, I didn't hear it, so it's hard for me to comment on, but he, he's never done that. And maybe that's just a little bit of a kick-up because that side is basically, like I say, it was, it was a B team, if you like, but it was good enough to be an Arsenal, and no disrespect to these clubs, Arsenal, Norwich, Watford, Burnley, Leeds, A team. If we'd had the A team out and we'd lost 3-1, We'd have kind of said it's Spurs, you know, because uh, we yeah, never seem to do well against Spurs. It's easy to say these things. You're not. We're not having. We're not having to make the decisions and manage a relatively small squad over this no. amount of games in the season. So, yes, we're not going to play. Be able to play Vardy every game, even if he's fit. Yes, getting yeah. on. He's not going to be able to yeah. do that. And you can't just put Dakar and. Uh, in Acho on the bench every time. No. They're not going to be happy with that. So you've got to manage your team and you've got to manage the squad. <sighs> the thing comes when it's basic stuff. You know, yeah. he's right. Vardy will always be a club legend. If he stopped tomorrow, he would be a Leicester yeah. legend. No doubt about it. Has he yeah. got to perform now? Yes, of course he has. But he's yeah. 
been injured a lot this season. He's had no kind of proper run in the team as such. Everything's just disjointed when he's been there. You know, he's been playing with different players all the time because, again, of injuries and stuff. So mm. I don't think, again, it's fair to judge the squad necessarily on this season because it's been a weird one. It's been such a weird one. It has. Um, and, we, you know, I've said week in, week out, up until recently, about, you know, the the, back, the, the defensive line, we've, we've played not a three or a five or a four because that's tactically where we want to go. It's because, you know, it's all we've got available. And you yeah. forget that it was kind of the same up front because, you know, Madison was injured, look, um, Barnes was injured, Vardy's been injured. But I think two things that, yes, he's criticising the players, but he also needs to sort of take a look in the mirror and ask why is there being so many injuries and why are so many injuries being caused not on the pitch? You know, the the, the injuries that they've picked up at the training ground, you know, so maybe he's got to look at himself for that as well. But I don't believe they're doing anything different to what they did last season. So injuries aren't, you know, injuries are partly look as much as they are. Now, if there is something going on, obviously look at it. Yeah. Be honest with yourself about it. And if there is something going on that you're doing wrong, stop it. Because we don't obviously want our players getting injured. No. But sometimes it's just purely look. You know, when West Ham are talking about injuries the same, you know, and how it's kind of dented their season a bit, obviously going for Europe um, and having Europe as well, yes. like going for yeah. and trying to get that back into it. So we're not the only ones that have had bad injuries season it's just all happened at once for Leicester and that was the problem um, and then we got a player back and we lost one we got another one back and we lost another one yes. and yeah. that's where the inconsistency then has come from but this squad should have played better there's there's no doubt about that from what I've heard what I've watched should have played better I mean yeah I mean Simon says here uh, you gave us a good go in the first half but I think I subs turned it on the head in the second half and then adds, but Chris, fair play to your subs bench with three or four of them will get in the Tottenham team, would get in the Tottenham team yesterday. I, I just, like I say, I mean, I just don't want to get too excited about this. One, because I want to get excited about Thursday. <laughs> like I say, yeah. that is the, the more important game. I think... Well, that's the thing. If we go and win or go through on Thursday, all this is yeah. forgotten. It is, it is. And had... You know, this bad result at Tottenham is forgotten in an instant if we win... Yeah. And had this perform performance been against Norwich and we'd lost 3-1, I think more red flags would be flying. I'm yeah. quite I, I didn't go into this game as much as I was predicting a Leicester win in the predictions and everything, because I'll never predict against my team. Deep down, I kind of, you know, had a feeling we weren't going to win this. You know, they always seem to manage to, to sort of beat us. And Kane, he scored more goals against Leicester than he has against other any yeah. other team in the Premier League. So it was always on the cards. And to be honest with you, you know, it, again, if we were battling for top four or we were in a relegation fight, it would be different. But who knows, you know, if Dakar's shot had gone in and not hit the post, we yeah. could be looking at a... a, 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 that's a, the thing. a it's not like they didn't have chances in this game. No, they no. didn't have chances. They created and, chances at yeah. a possible top four team. So it's, yeah. it can't all be doom and gloom. Yes, we're not happy mm. with the result, obviously, because we didn't win. We always yes. want to win. Yeah. But you have to put it in perspective of the season. You have to put it in perspective of who you're playing yes. against, the yes. games we've got coming up. Exactly. You know, the conference exactly. is everything now. It's it, That's our season. The only thing I would say, 
as well. I agree. We were agreeing on, on everything on this on this game. Mm. Um, the one thing I will say is, as soon as we had Vardy and Anacho up front, it it actually got a goal, and it was nice yeah. to get a goal in injury time against Tottenham, wasn't it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Again, I feel sorry for Inacho because he's waited his time. Um, you know, out to try. You know, when he came, he knew we were second to Vardy. Yes. Yeah. He knew we were second to Vardy. He's then kind of Vardy's got on, and now it's almost like he's sharing the time with Dakar, where yes, you know, arguably shouldn't be. You know, Dakar should have to wait now, maybe for Inacho. And yes. I can't kind of. I do yeah, feel sorry okay for him. That, you yeah. know. I do feel sorry for him. Totally agree, one hundred percent. Thank you for that, um, Simon. The fact that you're a Leicester uh, Leicester supporter on Thursday. I assume it was because you loved me and Leicester, rather than the fact that you just hated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted Rogers to beat Mourinho. But I'm still, I'm still because you beat us. You're not going to get away with not it not being. It's done time for the Daily Spurs. Yes, it is. And it's 14 years, 63 days, 2 hours, 38 minutes and 16 seconds since Spurs won a trophy. God, I'm like, I've got children just almost that age. <laughs> but, uh, uh, sorry, mate, I couldn't resist. It had to be done. The worrying thing is, if you look on the last four games on the four chart, on the form chart, Leicester are 18th. So... But like you say, we're not going down. We're not going into Europe. You know, the last three results have made sure of that through the league. So, and and if you look at Spurs and Arsenal as well, Arsenal are where they are possibly because they haven't had Europe. You know, they they kept saying at the start of the season, we don't want the Conference League. Two reasons. One, because it was beneath them, which I think was totally wrong. But B, because it would give them a chance to do better in the Premier League, which it has. And let's be honest, when we won the Premier League, we didn't have Europe to win about, to worry about, you know. And Spurs and did, it, it yeah. did affect the league form. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it shouldn't though. It's really difficult because the teams out of out of that top kind of two or three, so Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, mm. they've just not got the squads to do it, and it does mm. make a difference. Squad size is everything. Yes, you cannot. Yeah compete on as many fronts if you've not got the squad to do so. And that's no. why Man City, you know, win things, you know, double tournament, uh, double trophies every, uh, you know, seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool are going for the quadruple. Nobody will be talking about Liverpool's quadruple if they had Leicester's squad size. No, no. It wouldn't be possible. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. that's where, like, your money comes in, where you can have good enough players sitting on the bench that can win, you know, to eat against teams in the bottom half of the Premier League. Yeah. Leicester don't have that luxury. No, totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Luca, big Arsenal fan, says you let me down versus Spurs, but then Luca, you did do your own half of the deal here, beating yeah. West Ham two one. Um, I mean, West Ham again. You know, I did a show at the start of the season with West Ham, and they were comparing their current squad to Leicester's. Premier League winning squad because they thought this was going to be another good season. And it has, in fairness, you know, again, a semi-final of a European trophy top 10. It's been a great season for West Ham, especially because I predicted them to, go, to be down the bottom end again. But 
their wheels have come off their wagon. Arsenal, I just can't work Arsenal out. You know, they had a bad run. We know they were pointless after three games, and then they just went on this amazing winning streak, and I think there were six or seven wins on the trot. Then they lost a couple. I just don't know where, you know, which Arsenal to, to talk about, really. Yeah, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. They've got a young squad, and you're going to get results where they should win. You think, Or you think they're going to win, and they don't, and vice versa. Mm. Um, the future is incredibly bright for Arsenal. If they can keep that squad together, which is a big if, you know, when yeah. these players start maturing, you're going to have people like United... City, Liverpool sniffing around because you're bound yeah. to have. And, you know, if they can go and see these players, you know, regular Champions League football and winning Premier Leagues, then they're going to go. That's yeah. the only problem that Arsenal are going to have. But you know what? That's the problem the rest of the league have. Exactly. We all have that problem. Welcome <laughs> to know? our world, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's not something they can particularly worry about yet. They've just got to keep these players on track. You know, there's a great chance for them to get fourth this year. I really see it happening for Arsenal. I've got um, my best friend's husband is an Arsenal fan and he's quite silently optimistic about the fact that they're going to get fourth. You know, it's it's in their hands. I thought no they were. A few weeks ago, I said it was theirs to lose. Um, I didn't think they'd take me literally. They <laughs> lost the next two games. But yeah, I... I... I just hope that they give Arteta time. I know there's a big, you know, the fans and the whatever you are not keen on Arteta at all, but he's got to be given time. And a bit like Ten Hag as well, and he comes yeah. into Manchester United, he isn't going to turn the thing round straight away. There's no way they've tried that. You know, they tried it with Moyes. They got rid of him. You know, they got in Van Gaal, who, let's be honest with you, has had an amazing managerial career. Didn't work out for him. Didn't do any better than Moyes, really, did he? Well, no. But the thing is, a bit like when when Martin O'Neill came into Leicester and the famous quote is to to Alan Birchnell, why does everybody keep going on about the Bloomfield years? You never won anything, you know, and... I feel like Man United, whoever comes in, they always say, well, look what we won under Ferguson. Look at what we you know, we used to do. Mm-hmm. But before Fergie, as I keep saying, before Ferguson went there, they were just like an Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, an Arsenal Tottenham now. You know, it was Liverpool that were domineering. And to get back to where Fergie was, and he knew what he was doing. He left them with that squad, knowing that it was aging and what have you. And whoever mm-hmm. came in wasn't probably going to get that extra bit out of them. But they expected just that to continue, and it hasn't. It's dropped off. And, you know, like Arteta at Arsenal, it's going to take a few years just to, you know, to get to get back into contention, if you like. And you said earlier about, you know, why play for the manager at Watford when you know he might not be there very much longer. I, I Exactly the same at Man United. Why play for, for, for Ragnik when... You know, he's, he's gone. And Man United have now got a director of football who's doubling up as the manager of Austria. Yeah. How far are Man United falling? Well, the, the thing is, under Fergie, there was only real one team that were going to stop him, especially in the Premier League, and that was Arsenal. Mm. You know, there was, there was no other team with chances of winning it. No. Now we've got 
Newcastle are going to be spending loads of money going to get there eventually, probably. You've got Man City spending more money than everybody put together. Chelsea spending ridiculous amounts of money. And then, obviously, United trying to compete with that. Now, there is mm. problems in the board at Man United. I don't think the owners are doing the right things by, by United particularly. And again, that's not, you know, they've took a lot of money out of the club rather than reinvested. it. But that's their prerogative. They're the owners. That's what they're choosing to do. So, you know what, as a fan, you have to yeah. kind of suck it up a little bit. And we don't have to like it. But you know what? Yeah, this is your lean years. This is what we were suffering when you were winning everything. Yes. When you've got, you know, the league wrapped up by Christmas, this is what the rest of us were having to feel then. So you're just getting what we were feeling, you know, yes. back then. Yeah. Yeah, the reason they Perry... don't like it is because they're not used to it. Oh, you exactly. Know, a lot of their fans weren't around before Fergie. Well, this is it. And I think, you know, we've got to accept this with Man United. The success went on for so long that the majority of their fans... Man United didn't exist before Fergie, and you know, yeah. fair, fair enough. You do have to take that into account. Terry says they totally agree with him. Outside of Man City and Liverpool, it's been the most inconsistent league from the other teams from top to bottom. It has yeah. totally, you know. Um, uh, and uh, Simon's agreeing with him there. Um, that was the last game. This is how the top of the league looks at the moment. Mm. Um, it is a two-horse race. Uh, I would be worried if I was Chelsea. I think we've touched on that before. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, Arsenal are only three points behind them now, and then yeah. Tottenham obviously two points behind. I think it's. I think Man United are not going to get third. They could still sneak. I mean, it's it, <laughs> okay. I'll say this now: if Ralph gets Man United into the fourth position. He, he should get manager of the bloody season. I'll tell you if anything that's gone on at that yeah. club. The games behind uh, behind those well, United aren't they? They've played thirty five and Tottenham and Arsenal, yeah. and Chelsea. Yeah. All oh, it's not going to happen, which is why why I said it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still mathematically possible, is it? I can't even do the maths. Um, uh, three games yeah. left. That's fifty five, fifty eight. 54. It is, but then Arsenal have got to lose every single game, you know, which we know isn't going to happen, you know. Um, Yeah, thanks, Simon, by the way. Uh, Yeah, um, again, it's a case, like you say, where you've got the, you've got a squad of great players that are worth the money, but they're not a team. And I think that's all, you know, they do, again, you know, you've got to look at the owners, but they they, they know that. Brighton up into ninth. uh, I mean, down to seventh, which is West Ham at the moment, uh, Wolves and Brighton and Newcastle are, are all... So if it does go down to ninth then, Newcastle could get ninth and get into Europe after the start of the season they've had. Yeah, That's crazy. Of... <laughs> Absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of options with, 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 um, with your <laughs> European qualification. I'm hoping to try and do a show on it, but I don't know if yeah. I understand it enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in the bottom half, we've, um, we're looking at Leicester there, just in the 11th, Palace, uh, Villa, Brentford, Southampton. I mean, I think Southampton are probably safe. I can't see them uh, being dragged into it. You would think, you would think. But I did say that about Leeds a few weeks ago. Yeah, eight um, points is a lot, though, with, again, the amount exactly. of games we've got left. It's, yeah. it's not the points so much, it's the games we've got left. Exactly. I mean, Everton have got the games in hand, but it depends whether they're home or not. Um yeah. 
but I think you know, I think it's it's you would you would look if Burnley can keep this form up, and it was a big win for them, obviously, on at the weekend, and they came from behind, so they proved they can do that. Uh but Burnley, Leeds, Everton, well, I mean, it's out of, the, I would say it's out of those three, one of those three to make the third relegation Everton point. Everton have got to penny Burnley as well. So that would mm. be a crucial game. Yes. Um, it, who wins that, I think. Obviously giving themselves a very good chance because they're winning points against the others. But it's also close still. Mm. Who knows? Like, I'd have... Gave up trying to guess, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it has been one of those seasons. Especially you know, after the weekend of beating Chelsea, I'm just like, well, that can happen. Anything <laughs> exactly. can happen. Exactly. But, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> Look at the prediction <laughs> tables. We, do, we don't get many, many right this season. Uh, but, uh, Louise, thank you as always. Um, great me. insight. I do appreciate it. Thank you for giving your time up. And oh, cool. I will see you same time next week, hopefully. Same time next week. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Louise. As always, Thanks. it's been great. been a pleasure. Take care. Stay safe. You too. And say well done to your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> a lot excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, thanks to Louise there. Uh, great of her to give up her time and come on. And she really does um, know, know her stuff. We're going to be back at nine in 40 minutes. And we're going to have a European review. Ooh, I hear you say. Yes, I reply. We haven't done it before. Uh, we're going to be looking at the champions, the Europa and the Europa Conference. And then the big four leagues outside of the Prem. Uh, that's the La Liga. Uh, the Bundesliga, Syria, and League One. So that's at nine o'clock. Same channel. Don't miss it. Be there, we'll be square, all that rubbish. If you've been watching this, thank you so much. If you've been commenting on it, thank you so much again. Really does mean a lot when you're joining in the comments. Uh, thanks to Simon for popping on. Thanks to Rene, uh, Brad earlier, TM who popped on for a while. Um, Ooh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Thanks a lot, Simon. That means a lot. Uh, Terry as well, obviously, uh, and his dog. Um, thank you so much for popping on. And David earlier. Uh, it, it does it does really help the show go along. Uh, Rennie can't wait. Nine o'clock, Rennie. Nine o'clock. Um, and if you've been listening on your favourite podcast platform, again, we appreciate your listens. I have got a face for podcasts, so you, you've got the better choice. <laughs> you've made the better choice. I will see you at nine. Thanks very much. Take care. See you then. Goodbye. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
It is now! Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.